Welcome to the NASPP's Equity Expert Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Barbara Buckshaw, and I'm the Executive Director of the NASPP. For this episode of the podcast, I'll be talking with Dana Hall, who is the Senior Manager of Compensation at Designer Brands. Before I get to my interview with Dana, because it is Black History Month, I'd like to take a moment to showcase the NASPP's DEI initiative and the work that our DEI task force is doing. The NASPP founded our DEI initiative last year because we wanted to lead in creating a diverse and inclusive environment in the field of equity compensation. We believe that the inclusion of professionals from a variety of backgrounds and experiences better reflects the diverse workforces that our members serve. And of course, it fosters fresh ideas and perspectives. I want to thank Bank of America for stepping up to sponsor our DEI initiative. Their support of it has been instrumental. The DEI task force has decided on three primary objectives to increase diversity in the field of equity compensation, to promote inclusive and equitable work environments, and to ensure that everyone in our field has an opportunity to advance. One of the task force projects that we just announced is a scholarship program to help equity compensation professionals from traditionally underrepresented communities have access to resources that can help them be successful. We are offering scholarships for NSPP membership, registration in our Stockland Fundamentals program, registration in the NSPP conference, and with the CEP's support, the level one ECA exam. Scholarship applications are due this Friday, February 18th, so there's still time to submit yours. All right, let's get to our interview for today. One of the reasons I invited Dana to participate in our podcast is because she is a member of the NASPP's DEI task force. In addition, what better way to celebrate the accomplishments of Black Americans for Black History Month than by highlighting the career success of one of our own members? Dana, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Barbara. It's a pleasure. Well, what I want to start out with is how you ended up in stock compensation, because everyone who works in stock compensation has an interesting career path. So how did you end up in your current role? And is this what you thought you'd be doing when you graduated college? So to answer the second part, no, I didn't even know anything about stock comp while I was in college. But I will say how I ended up where I am today with designer brands is, um, and I've been with designer brands for 15 years. And so I started here when we were actually uh, DSW, the company had just become public. And so we were building our compensation team and we had a, a leader of compensation at that time and needed an analyst. So I joined the team as an analyst. And then within two years, had exposure to equity compensation and and enjoyed it tremendously and have been within equity comp since then. So about 13 years this far. So that's how I uh, landed at DSW uh, and and have been enjoying it ever since. One thing that really interests me about your career path is that you majored in human resources as an undergraduate. And when I was in college, I'm pretty sure I didn't even know human resources was a a thing, much less a possible career. So how did you decide on that major? So um, I did not go into college with that as a major. It was just really where I ended up. Thankfully, through prayer and a sequence of events, I, I landed there just in time to be able to declare it as my major. So actually, in high school, I thought I was pretty good at Spanish. I was in the National Honor Society for Spanish. And so I went into college thinking I was going to major in international business. And actually, I ended up there 
through process of elimination. I knew I didn't want to go in medicine, engineering, or law, and so as well as some other fields. And so I figured business is, is the way for me to go. So after taking my first, back then we were on quarters, taking collegiate level Spanish, I realized that was not going to be my path. So I started researching other areas and actually landed an internship in retail management. And through that internship, I realized, oh, I really don't like working on the weekends. <laughs> so through a series of conversations with uh, just different professionals, uh, people who I knew through my family, and actually people at the company I was interning with, I landed in human resources. At the time, I mean, being in college, my primary focus was not working on the weekends, working in an office, kind of nine to five. And so then the following summer, I had an internship at a company within the human resources area and benefits specifically. So uh, that was just a great opportunity. I'm a huge proponent for internships because I, I, I tell people you either find out what you like or you find out what you don't like. So that is really how I ended up in human resources. And it was early enough in my college journey to then declare it as my major. So uh, I tell people it was kind of through process of elimination and tapping into just people that you come in contact with through your day-to-day. Uh, that's interesting to me that those internships really helped you sort of find a career path. Uh, I did do an internship in college. It was with the PR arm for, our, for, the, um, for the art school of our college, and I was writing press releases. I was an English major. It made sense for me as an internship, but not at all where I ended up in my career path. <laughs> I feel like you must have been pretty motivated to have done two internships. And uh, it's nice that they really helped direct you on your career path. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, through prayer and just uh, being very fortunate to have that opportunity. And then actually maybe several months in my, into my internship uh, within the benefits department of a company I worked for, I, as I was having a conversation with my mother and I realized She's in HR. So as a kid, you really never pay attention to what your parents do and, and, and the field that they're in and um, realize, wow, she was, she's in HR. She, was, she worked for the workers' compensation part of the organization that she was in. And some of the things that I used to do as a kid, she would bring home old forms and I would play and fill out those forms. And, and then as a teenager, she would actually have my sister and I, she would give us our explanation of benefits. She would have us say, and she would ask us to, I need you to call the insurance company and find out why this claim wasn't covered. Um, <laughs> and so as I went into my internship and I would call on behalf of our associates, my boss at the time said, how, how did you know to ask for the person's name and document who you were talking to? And, and I said, little did my mother know she was grooming me for my future career. <laughs> That's fantastic. How smart of her. That's right. such a great thing to really, it's just, it's just a great skill for, for kids to have as they enter adulthood and good for her. Yeah, absolutely. And she says to this day, she had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope she's not disappointed that you uh, went stock compensation route and not the uh, workers' compensation route. Right. Not at all. All right. Well, um, so you are currently the senior manager of compensation for designer brands. How much of your role is focused on stock compensation and what else does your role entail? 
Yeah, so our team, we cover base compensation, short-term incentive, long-term incentive for all of our U.S. operations. So that includes the DSW Designer Shoe Warehouse banner, Komodo, which is our wholesale and our digital business, as well as our commercial business that has partnerships with various companies such as former uh, Steinmart, Frugal Fanny, as well as partnerships with Hy-Vee. So we handle all of the base compensation, the short-term incentive, so monthly incentive plans for our stores, annual corporate incentive plan, as well as our uh, equity of stock comp plan. So I would say in terms of the percentage of time, it's really about a third of our time. It could vary depending on the time of the year, and as well as uh, handling executive compensation. So our stock comp program is uh, just for a certain level within our organization. So not a ton of participants. We have about 150, close to 200 participants within our equity program. Uh, however, it does take up about a third of our time for our team. So for my next question, I just want to talk about what you like most about working in compensation. Um, yeah, so the one thing I, or a couple of things I'll say, compensation, I know specifically at designer brands, I've been there so long, I really can't speak to other organizations, but at designer brands, one of the things I really love about comp is that it's never the same. Uh, no two days are the same. So even though there are cycles, so we have our annual merit cycle, our annual equity grant cycle, even those are, are never the same. And, and I'm always learning in this role within the organization, whether it's due to internal changes within the org or external macroeconomics changes. I mean, the labor market this year, minimum wage, uh, you name it, we're, we're impacted. And that just keeps it, to me, it keeps it fun. It keeps it live. And I'm a, a continuing continually learning. I would say the other thing I like about compensation is really just the blend of art and science. So definitely using data as our foundation for all of our uh, decision-making, but understanding that there are always different elements to take into consideration when making compensation-related uh, decisions. So really like that balance between science and art, and then just the element of problem-solving working with our business partners, really understanding the business and how what we do impacts the livelihood of our associates, as well as just impacting our associate experience. So definitely very fortunate to, to be with my organization as well as just in the area of compensation. I agree with how you feel about compensation. I, that's one of the things that I really like about the field is just the problem solving and just the real opportunity to think, to really, you know, like I said, I was an English major in college, which involved a lot of critical thinking. And I really get to put that to use in my current job. And in my first role in stock compensation, that was a real revelation to me. It was like, oh, this is a job where I get to think. I get to actually solve problems and figure out how different laws intersect. That, that to me is really interesting. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. And I really like your take on it as being sort of a combination of art and science, because I think you're right. There's definitely a numbers and a very, sci very scientific aspect to it, but there's also a little bit of art. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because anytime you're talking about one's compensation, it, it involves passion. It makes it personal. And so sometimes you have to address those. Again, going back to the data, but you, you sometimes have to address those issues or, or take them into consideration when making some decisions. Yeah. So like I said at the start, one of the reasons we're featuring you in this interview is because 
Uh, you are a member of the NESPP's DEI task force. What made you want to be involved in the task force? So I was excited to hear about NASPP launching the DEI task force and myself being involved in designer brands business resource group or BRG as it's known for African-Americans really lent me to want to take my experience being involved in our BRG and, and bring it to NASPP in that level. So I saw the opportunity to kind of throw my hat in the ring, as you would say, to be considered to, to be part of the task force and really just taking what I've learned within my role at, within our BRG and being able to bring that to to NASPP. And also having gone to some of the conferences and seeing that there is an opportunity to expose the, the world of Stockcom to a lot a more diverse population, definitely I saw that as a great opportunity for me to be involved in and to work with uh, folks from across different industries, um, meet people who are other, uh, other members of NASPP. I saw that as a great opportunity as well. I agree. I think there's a lot of opportunity for us here to increase diversity. And I think the NSPP can have a real impact. I'm really very excited about that. I mean, definitely one of the things that I like about working in stock compensation is that I work with a lot of women that it is, at least it's a field that's not completely dominated by men, but you're right. There's still a lot of opportunity for us to, to increase the diversity in our, in the folks who work in the field. And I, I'm excited that I think the NSPP can have a real impact. Exactly. Same here. Uh, you mentioned that you serve in a, in a leadership role in Designer Brands, African-American Business Resource Group. Can you share what your experience has been in that role and how it has helped you with the work that you're doing on the NASPP's DEI task force? Yes. So I am a part of our African-American Business Resource Group, or BRG for short, and we go by the name of My Soul. And so that, that is a play on shoes, the S-O-L-E of this, uh, the shoe, but also S-O-U-L, which is a term used often in the Black community in reference to our music and in reference to our food. So I've been a part of that team since we launched several years ago. And currently I serve as uh, the co-chair to our talent committee. And so we're really, our BRG is really about building awareness of the uniqueness of the black culture and incorporating it in what we do as an organization, specifically around talent, around community service and philanthropy, as well as our, our business endeavors. Within that experience, it's been great because we've been able to really ensure that we have programs as an organization that will help enhance specifically the talent within our organization. So expanding our reach to HBCUs when it comes to our internship program, as well as recruiting at colleges, offering programs and, and sessions such as uh, interviewing skills and, and resume writing, uh, mentorship programs, networking, and really tapping into our Black uh, associates and getting them exposure to those areas in order to advance their career within designer brands. So does that mean that you have sort of helped create internships as well at designer brands to help folks in the African-American community? 
So we've actually had an internship program throughout my at the time that I've been at DSW or Designer Brands for 15 years. We actually went from not having an internship program at all. There was a time where we actually partnered with an organization that serves underrepresented college students. It's a program called En-ROADS. So we spent a few years as an En-ROADS corporate sponsor, and then we've evolved to have a formal internship program. But what MySoul has been able to do is really partner with our talent acquisition team to make sure that they are expanding uh, their search and involving being involved in like career fairs that are held at historically Black colleges or universities, HBCUs, and then providing them also with like Black student organization with the contacts for those Black student organizations at the colleges and universities that they recruit in order to ensure that they have a more diverse slate of candidates for the internship program. That's great. I love that it sort of come full circle for you. Yes, you it has. Internships and now you're helping other people with internships. Absolutely. You can consider me an internship <laughs> advocate. <laughs> well, and I also just have to say, I love the name My Soul. I love a good pun. And uh, and I also, now that makes me have to ask, are there a lot of shoe-related puns at designer brands? Absolutely. Yes. So our associates at different times, we go by shoe lovers. Gosh, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but we do have, we, we try to incorporate the shoes or accessories within any element that we can. We actually, it, it didn't get off the ground, but we, we proposed an incentive program called Shoe Me the Money. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> instead of show me the money, shoe me the money. So yeah, we definitely try to incorporate it as much as we can. That's awesome. I have one last question for you. Uh, What advice would you offer our members who are looking to grow their careers by taking on higher level responsibilities in compensation and benefits? Yeah, I definitely recommend tapping into whatever resources you kind of have at your fingertips. So looking around your organization and say, for instance, and I know a lot of uh, stock comp professionals maybe are even in the finance area. So looking within your HR group to see if there's opportunities in order to help, even if it's just with one-off projects to get you exposure to other elements of compensation or benefits. So that's for maybe if you're you're not in the HR department, maybe you're a finance partner, tapping into your compensation colleagues to see if there's any um, maybe projects that you could help with taking advantage of the NASPP scholarships that you had mentioned earlier. So I was excited to be a part of that, of the DNI task force and the subcommittee that worked on putting that together. And just ex- am excited about the opportunities that it's going to open up for people who maybe aren't considering stock comp at this time. So definitely kind of taking where you are today and looking around to see if there are any ch- opportunities you have to work on even projects or other what we call consider stretch assignments in order to get you some exposure to areas that you may not have considered not being where you are today. Uh, Well, that seems like good advice. And also, I think it makes a great conclusion to our podcast. So thanks for thanks so much for being part of it. And also for your work on the NSPP's DEI task force, Dana. Thank you so much, Barbara. I really appreciate this time. 
Uh, I also want to thank Bank of America again for their sponsorship of the NESPP's DEI initiative. Our listeners can learn more about our DEI initiative and the task force on our website at info.nesp.com forward slash diversity initiative. That's a mouthful, so we'll include a link in the show notes. Uh, you can also find the application form for our DEI scholarships on that page. Thanks for joining us today. And don't forget to subscribe so you are notified when we post new podcasts.